Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hi, this is Pastor Chris Reyes, and welcome to another Midweek Podcast. This week, we have Pastor Carissa Young with us, and we're going to be talking about worship. Before we get into that, I want to encourage you again to let us know what you think of our podcast. Give us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Let us know if there's something you would like us to address specifically. There's a lot of issues going on in the world. Or maybe it's just a biblical or a theological question. We would love to respond to that. But today, we're going to be talking about worship. Recently, Pastor Carissa talked to our youth about worship, and so now we're going to have that chat. Thanks for joining us, Carissa. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. So you spoke with the youth and talked to them about worship, but I think a lot of people in the church don't realize that you obviously do a lot more than just lead worship on Sunday. You and Jeff are the lead pastors of the church, so you spend a lot of time thinking about the spiritual needs and the practical needs of the church. And so for you, yes, you have four children at home, but the, kind of the needs of the church are always on your mind and how you can address those things. So I imagine you and Jeff talk about those on a, on a daily basis. Yes, it's kind of constant. Yeah. <laughs> Bedtime conversations, yeah. Uh, over the counter in the kitchen conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on yeah. our hearts and minds a lot. Yeah. Well, as many of us know, the things that are happening at Life Church are exciting. We are uh, going through a foundations class on Wednesday nights, which is proving to be a great idea. And, and you and Jeff came up with that and said, hey, we need to have a deeper training. But uh, so recently, Jake Gonzalez asked you to come and, and teach. And so what, what, what were the main points of what you talked about when you were talking with the youth about worship? Yeah, well, we sort of started with just talking about worship kind of being a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture in Romans that talks about how uh, offering our bodies as a living sacrifice is our true and proper worship. So Mm -hmm. we kind of talked about what does that mean, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of offering our whole life to the Lord, that mm-hmm. um, offering our whole life to him is kind of how we show our worship. It's our response to what he's done for mm-hmm. us and who he is. And kind of that idea that we can be worshiping God in anything we do. I can worship God in my parenting and how I relate to the people around me mm-hmm. and how I do the activities that I'm doing are for the Lord and not for the people mm-hmm. around me. And uh, so that was how we started off is like my whole life should be worship mm-hmm. to God, mm-hmm. giving back to him what he's already given to us. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that, especially for youth, and I think people, adults in general, they just have that misconception about that, that worship is a specific thing you do at a specific time in a specific way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, do we, how, do we, how, did, how did you help them break through that kind of very limited understanding of worship? Yeah, I think, I mean, we broke it down to where we got to the part of, well, we do do musical worship, Mm -hmm. and that's just one part of it um, that we do, but that the rest of our life is also worship, too. But yeah, when we got into the part about, you know, worshiping through our music and our songs, um, 
there's so much in scripture about it. I mm. mean, there's a whole book of Psalms that mm-hmm. were songs that the Hebrews, the Israelites would, right. would sing, you know, and they're songs of joy, songs of lament. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of crosses all, all circumstances that you might come across in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, one of the main stories we talked about though, was in second Chronicles where um, it, King Jehoshaphat was, um, you know, facing this uh, battle where the surrounding uh, countries were coming to attack them. And Mm -hmm. so he talks to the people and they pray and they seek God and they end up sending the worshipers out ahead of the Mm -hmm. army. And I just, I always have thought that that was so cool that, you know, gosh, that's like kind of a a big uh, responsibility yeah. as yeah. worshipers that we go yeah. out ahead of the the battle, but that as they were singing, what happened is that the other uh, the other armies started attacking each other. These mm. neighboring groups started attacking each other, and so they they were just standing back and watching the Lord work through mm-hmm. their worship. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about how, you know, they worshiped God uh, before, during, and after the battle. They worshiped in celebration. And so we can worship God in uh, all circumstances mm-hmm. at all times of our life. Worship is, uh, you know, what we're called to, to do. Isn't that interesting that, I don't know that I ever even really thought of it this way, of that in many ways God is a musical God. I mean, mm-hmm. he's our creator, you know, he's our savior. But there's this element to God that he wanted his people to incorporate worship, as you said, literally in their daily lives. This mm-hmm. is to be a part of how you conduct yourselves. So much so, I think you and I were talking that there are like Hebrew words that, that specifically address worship, how to worship, when to worship. Yeah. Yeah. There, I think there's like seven different words, uh, in the Hebrew particularly, but mm-hmm. yeah, some of them talk about, uh, bowing down or lifting your hands or singing. And so I think all those different aspects that there's a lot of different ways that we can express our worship. A lot of them, uh, have to do with Thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. you know, being grateful for all the things that God has done. And the, the Israelites did that often. They were often singing songs of praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a battle or a victory. And um, yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing that God's given us, these gifts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the instrumental part of worship isn't a modern day phenomena. I think people, you know, maybe they grew up in a church where there was an organ and that was about it. I, I grew up in a Catholic church where maybe we would sing a hymn a cappella. But this whole thing of playing instruments is something that God wants his people to do, to, to literally grab something that makes a noise. So whether yeah. it's a lyre or whatever the, in, yeah. the, in the old yeah. Testament. Yeah. The symbols and all the things that were listed. Yeah. They're one of the, um, one of the Hebrew words I'm just remembering, uh, had to do with making a, a, I think it's a clamorous noise Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like almost being foolishly loud. And sometimes I think that can be with our voices or our instruments, but just to kind of that, um, unashamed worship to the Lord that he's worthy of, of all of our praise. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing too, is that people think that God is, everything is religion is supposed to be calm and relaxed. And if it's not, it's, it's, it's like an exaggeration or it's uh, a human uh, endeavor. You guys are just trying to be loud, but 
when you're in the presence of the Lord, you want to make noise. You want to, you know, let everything in you just express itself. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I know that there are times that in worship here at Life Church, I've actually heard you encourage people saying, almost like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Because it's almost like we're giving them permission. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we think that, oh, worship is, it's fine if I'm just sitting here quietly. And I think God really calls us to actively participate in that. And so Mm. using our voices, whether we think we sound good or not, I mean, I know everybody's not a musician, but I think God still wants us to, to vocalize those praises and then even Mm. to, you know, physically show him with our hands, you know, the lifting of hands can, Mm. can mean a lot of different things. It can be a form of surrender. It can be, you know, I, I even think, of like oftentimes, you know, you're watching a sports event and people will jump up and put their hands up and scream mm-hmm. and shout. And yeah. I'm like, how much more should we be doing that for the Lord? You know, so right. we can lift our hands and, and praise our God and yeah. give them those words of worship. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you were talking to our youth about that because our children, if they can begin this as a lifestyle at a very young age and begin to live it through their life, they're going to stay connected to the Lord. But the other thing too is this idea of warfare, that we participate in worship. Like I said, active participation. I like that a lot, Carissa. Is that when we're going through difficult times, do we actually make that conclusion of, wow, it's really rough right now. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise and lift up the name of the Lord instead of, you know, conceding to the anxiety or the fear or, you know, those things that can so overwhelm us. So uh, worship is warfare. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we want to downplay a lot of times that there's an enemy after our soul. And the reality is, is that he's out there and God is greater and God gives us the tools to battle the enemy. He's Mm -hmm. under our feet, so we don't have to fear him, but he'll use our worship to uh, push away the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And so since, you know, God is eternal, worship has been an eternal uh, practice, mm-hmm. if you will. And the Bible tells us, especially in Revelation, that you know we're going to be spending some time in worship. But I don't know, that was one of your points, I mm-hmm. think, too, is that uh, this it's preparing us for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Worship is our future. I, it's what we will do in heaven. And so I think we get to practice it here yeah, on yeah. earth, which is great. Um, but, you know, in Revelation 2, it talks about that, um, you know, those that aren't following after the Lord will worship the beast. And that was kind of alarming. It's mm. like, oh, like if we don't worship God, I think there was a quote from uh, Chesterton, some author that said, if we aren't worshiping God, we don't worship nothing. We'll worship anything. Wow. And I, you know, I we will, if we're not worshiping God, we're going to worship the beast. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, is kind of daunting. I think that... Um, every knee will bow eventually. And, right. you know, even the demons and Satan acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. They just mm-hmm. aren't worshiping him. And so, you know, on which side of eternity are we going to choose to worship right. God? Right. And it goes back to that idea, like you said, of surrender. I don't, th- you're right. I don't think people realize that they are surrendering to something. They may say, well, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. But they are 
at the altar of something, worshiping something. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of scary if you think about it, because what, you know, our hope is that in our worship, we're giving everything to Jesus, which means we're getting closer to him. Right. But wow, the idea of worshiping at the altar of self, you know, mm -hmm. me, me first, my mm -hmm. needs. And then we wonder why things don't go well for us. Yeah. So the youth right now, I think this was a timely word for our youth because uh, <laughs> the word selfie, think about it. I mean, mm -hmm. we've all done selfies with our phone, but at the same time, what an, a kind of an ironic, painful, appropriate word of selfie. Mm. I'm going to, you know, doctor up this photo so that I look better and on and on. So what, a, what an important word for our youth. Yeah. Where are you? That as a worship pastor at Life Church, one of the things that you've incorporated is doing these worship nights that we have. And I, th I think we try to do them quarterly or something like that. What was the heart behind that? What, what, what motivated you to say, hey, we're just going to pick a, a night and, and have some time of worship? Yeah, I think it's sometimes hard on a Sunday, you know, we're limited by time in a sense that we can't just continue in our worship maybe as much as we would want to. And so the the nights of worship just give a, a more of a space for that, just to have that focused time with mm -hmm. the Lord. And, you know, we believe that uh, God speaks to us in those times as mm -hmm. we put our attention on him and give him the glory that um, he is kind and gracious to, to speak to us in those moments too. Yeah. And so just to have sometimes set aside to just give him our complete focus is, yeah. I think, important. And, I, you know, I think that's so, in making time for God, making time for worship, setting aside a time, and I am grateful and appreciative of how you've created teams. It's, it's nice. I mean, yeah, there are times that we, you know, people are sick or whatever it is, but the Lord has really blessed us at Life Church with, you know, we have more more than one bass player. We have more than one drummer. and. Mm -hmm. God has really blessed us at Life Church with people who enjoy leading others in worship. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, for us at Life Church, we really want to help people create a lifestyle of worship. And so, for us as pastors, we, you know, we make ourselves available. And I know if anybody had questions about worship, you would make yourself available to talk to them yeah, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, after church, sometimes folks, if you're just like, wow, God did something to me there and I don't quite understand it, or, you know, you wanted to, you know, maybe clap your hands or whatever, and you, you felt restrained, come and talk to us, come and talk to Pastor Carissa. And we really want to help worship transform you, transform our church. So we hope that this podcast has been helpful to you. Again, you have any follow-up questions for us, you just let us know and we will respond as best we can. So everybody, thanks for tuning in. Be blessed and have a great week. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.